Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Wherever you are in the world, a very warm welcome to you to Leadership Insights with me, Prashant. Aap sabko mera pyaar bara namaskar. First of all, I would like to thank each and every one of you for the amazing support that you're giving this show and the amazing feedback that I am getting on how to make things better. So thank you so much for partnering with me in making this show and actually taking it to the levels that I wanted to go and making this vision of leadership become a reality. So thank you so much for that. Now, continuing our journey in bringing in different perspectives of leadership, different understandings, different aspects of leadership, we have another interesting guest with us today. And what we are talking about today is very interesting and something that I very much am attached to and I, I'm curious and I want to know more about it. Now, there are a lot of conversations in the leadership circles where we talk about these Gen X, Y, Z, A, B, C and the various names that we have given them. And the conversations mostly happen that there are a lot of generations that are working together now. Workplaces have become very dynamic where there are baby boomers, X, Y, Z, Z and many more generations that are working together. So they're bringing in a lot of challenges for leadership. Now, when I specifically talk about the Generation Z, there are a lot of conversations that are happening of the generation saying that these are the generations which are difficult to lead. Leaders are facing challenges saying that this generation is very impatient. There's a lot that they want from a workplace, but the workplace is not able to supply or apply that. Then there are those leaders who say that these are the generations that are actually pushing the work to a very different level. They are pushing leaders out of their comfort zones and they're actually making people live in excellence rather than in mediocrity. A lot of leaders talk about Gen Z saying that they want instant gratification. They want things like this. They're not patient to wait for results. And there are leaders who are saying it's Gen Z who is bringing in new ideas of how we can innovate in a workplace and how more can be done with less. So there are a lot of contrasting conversations that happen around Gen Z. So I thought that we should talk to somebody from Gen Z, someone who can bring their perspectives forward rather than listening to the tales of people. I should talk to these people and understand what's actually happening in that generation. So while I was doing my research online to find out who can I speak to, where can I get maximum value, I found out one person. This person was already adding so much value out there and he's just 24 years old. And at the age of 24, he started an initiative which I personally believe and wish becomes something amazing because he's looking to help the generations from his own experiences and learnings. And he's actually working with people from 18 to 24, 25 years old and helping them with their challenges. When I was 24, I had no clarity where my life is going. I was at complete loss. And this person has clarity of where he's going and he's helping others get that clarity. Now, that impressed me a lot. And I'm somebody who likes to serve and give. And I could connect to his value system where he's also looking to serve and give. And that's why I connected with him. And I'm grateful to him that he agreed to be on this show. So without any further delay and talking much, let us get our guest with us so that we can start this conversation. So please welcome Vikram Witch. Hi, Vikram. Hi, a very good morning to you. Hi, Prashant. Good morning. And, you know, thank you so much for having me on here. I think um, this has been one of my biggest wins. Uh, I'm, I'm helping others to uh, win with my initiative, but I think this is one of the biggest wins I have had in the past four months coming out on this platform and interacting with you. I think uh, I, I should thank you. I must thank you for the opportunity that you've given me. And I think uh, um, this is going to be a very exciting conversation and I'm looking forward to it. Super. And thank you for being kind. 
and you know i understand where you're coming from as a 24 year old that might be the feeling that you're having but trust me from our eyes of people who have been 24 like 15 years back we are very proud of what you're doing and it's my honor that i can talk to you and understand what's what's going on in your mind and you know what does your generation think so thank you for being here once again now me what impressed great so what impressed me the most vikram about you uh, is your initiative you know a couple of things that were running in my mind i'll be very honest i looked at your profile and i'm like you know this is a 24 year old who has just started working a while back he has been a director of international services for rotaract he's been somebody who's been a vice president and having a conversation with you i also understood that you actually had an option of being a president but you did not take it up for various reasons because you had to balance things in your life as well now when i look at it i'm like yaar 24 saal ka banda hai how does he have that much clarity and where does this energy this enthusiasm come from at that age where people are lost they don't know what's happening with their lives they're running behind lot of materialistic things in life but you are somebody who has a mission you are somebody who has found a purpose for yourself now this is what i would want to talk about first because that's my personal curiosity so vikram what is this initiative win with me how did it start why did it start you know prashant uh, first on the onset i'd like to like really thank you again for this uh, this upliftment of the 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 initiative that you've really given i think your words have added value to to the initiative and i think after this it it goes on to be more of a responsibility rather than just enjoying the umbrella of sitting under that initiative with my name so uh prashant i'll just go back a little while i'll talk about how how the things have been and how the things uh how i eventually ended up uh starting something of of my own sure. and and this probably will take you uh, to a perspective or a mindset or the psychology of an 18 year old boy who was just out of uh his 12th standard and had good grade in the 12th and now was expected to enter into the real life as we call it and it's the college life and everything now i enter college and i see that there is something missing there is something that that is lacking in in people like me who have already who who like always been into that into that protective space of their parents and they've not really moved out of that space mm-hmm. and they're not not really explored themselves and and you see them because there are people out there at the age of 18 right now who are doing things that you can't even imagine the the generation that we're talking about right now that holds the power to change the world and i literally mean it because i have my younger brother when i see and when i talk to him and when i compare him though i don't like comparisons between any two individuals but when i just see how the perspectives have shifted from us being 18 and they being 18 now mm. i think that is something that 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 needs to be talked about coming to the 18 year old there are two two roads i think any 18 year boy or girl takes every time and that's a cross road that's a dilemma that everybody faces you know that's the phase wherein you either look after that glamorous thing you are caught up behind those uh folks girls or boys or chaps who probably would want to take the road which would mean that they are going towards that glamour show off and everything and they probably would indulge into all those wrong deeds as we term it in the indian indian terminology the other road is the one that is i think the less taken one because nobody actually guides you about what is good or what is bad right mm-hmm. and it is at that stage where your parents also set you free in the world because they also know that if you 
keep them protected now, they would not be able to take up the challenges of life in future. So that's a very dicey situation, a dicey age, a dicey stage in everybody's life wherein they are trying to figure out how do they fit into the nitty gritty of the world? How do they fit into the complexity of the modern world? So that was a point wherein I weighed like 130, 35 kgs. And, and, and the point that I'm trying to tell you right now is that it was very, very, very easy for me to live that kind of a life. I come from a Punjabi family. We are big time foodies. My parents have always seen me as a, as a gold mole kid who, who doesn't want to lose weight and wants to enjoy life eating stuff. But there is a time in your life where you would want to take up some kind of a challenge, where you will want to challenge your own self and see how much you can push your own limits, right? And when you decide doing that, there is just one thing that you need. And that is somebody who has already done that or somebody or someone who has already been through that, who can hold your hand, who can hold your finger or who can just guide you a little bit and can put you on the right track so that you don't lose your vision. Right. So I, I, like a normal boy, I just joined a gym and fell prey to uh, a bad guidance. And that is where I realized that more than anything else in life, how important is this for us to choose the right mentors and how important it is for us to look up to the right people? How do we decide who we look up to? How do we decide who we actually seek guidance from? Right. So I was on the bed for good one, 1.5 months. And I, I thought of uh, doing, exploring this kind of a thing because that kind of reacted into my head and that, that kind of stuck in my head that I have to do something about it because I am not getting any assistance from, from the outside world. Now, why, why, why were you in hospital? Sorry, I didn't get that. No, no, not in hospital. I was just on the, I was just on the bed because okay. uh, it was, right. it, yeah, nah, that, that is that all was fine, but it was just okay. that something reacted and, and I was put on, okay. on, on, onto the, onto that space. And, and at that moment I realized that, um, that how important it is for us to change, like take the charge of our own lives and how important it is for me right now to look after what I want to do later and probably lead from the front. So I started surfing on YouTube. I look forward. I just went out and look forward to meeting different people. I met a lot of people. I started exploring my own self. I read about it. I learned. And at the end, I realized that no amount of knowledge or no amount of skill can replace the practical experience that you can get from somebody that who has already been there, as I already talked about. Now I had this vision in my head at that point of time. And I also worked as a personal trainer for, for some of, uh, for some of my clients at that point of time. And I never really went in for numbers. I just went for the quality aspect so that I can hold them so that I can tell them what mistakes I have made and they can't so that I can save them from not entering into that kind of a vicious circle. Now the vision of doing something, uh, guiding people or guiding the young generation who is, who is at that point wherein if they take a wrong step, they are all together into a big blunder, right? That vision was already in place. So once I entered into this corporate space, once I entered, once I completed my MBA, one of my vision besides setting a good or becoming a good leader in future, as we will talk about in, future, uh, in, the, in the coming uh, time in this conversation, one of the aspects was that I would want to uplift or I would want to help 
as many people as i can on this journey along with me that's that's mm-hmm. one thing that has always stuck by me so when i was here i was talking to a lot of people and being in the talent acquisition space i i tell you that is that has turned out to be a big blessing for me i get to meet a lot of a lot of people and and being into the campus recruitment space that is even more better because you kind of get to see the things on the grassroots level how are how are the little students of 18 19 20 21 years of age how are they thinking how are they perceiving the world and why i say this is important because that shapes up our expectations and our mind for for, for the generations to come they actually teaches a lot so this was one of the vision that was there in the head and then all my mentors all throughout my life they have just proven one fact for me that it is very important for us to understand that it is just one moment and a few sincere words coming from somebody they can make a huge impact in somebody's life and that mm-hmm. has stuck with me so i look forward to inspire and then nice. connect and then interact with people so that i can help them eliminate the challenges that they are facing pretty much this was the idea behind starting all of it i never thought that i will get so much trust and belief in me and people will actually reach out to me for help and now that i am 4 months into it i realize this is something that a lot of us would have to do in future now i'm not demeaning any way that we charge for it because it's it's one of the things that you are doing it for free and you are doing it for paid i think i have nothing against the people who charge for the services it's just that at this point of time i'm not doing it because i'm not giving them anything in specific i'm not providing one service that i'm charging for, from from them in case they need some help i'll always suggest them to seek help from other mentors because i know how it is important for anybody at this point of time that they seek that kind of a guidance from them i think that's that's pretty much it to suffice i can speak on and on but i think uh, this is the vision that i had in my head when i started with this initiative great uh, thanks for sharing that vikram so vikram you know uh, when i when i hear you right now Uh, what's becoming clear in my mind or you know a word that is getting stuck in my mind is uh, mentorship now and another word that's getting stuck in my mind is confusion now why do i say this you spoke about people who are from the generation who are like 17 18 19 20 21 where we are transitioning from one space one domain one zone of our life to a very different domain you know we we becoming adults and we gaining more control of our decisions our life and the decisions that we take at that point of time have a large impact on how our life will shape up in the future or it seems so at that point of time i'll also say that it seems so at that point of time because from experience i'll tell you it's not true you will get a lot of opportunities to reshape and reroute your life but when you are 17 18 that's not how you see life it seems that jo bhi main ab karunga us wahi meri zindagi decide karega which brings in lot of pressure on parents and lot of pressure on the child as well on the kids at that age as well so the point that you were trying to make when you also referred to your brother you know you referred to that generation that it's just a 6 years gap but you see they are so different from what you were when you were at 18 but one thing that you could relate to which still remains the same is that part of confusion and is that point of intersection between those two crossroads where you can go left or right where you can go towards a direction which will take you to a world which is materialistic which is unreal and or you can choose a path of growth and alignment and movement forward and to serve others as well these are the two choices Absolutely. that you have Absolutely. now you 
because of the experience that you have when you went for you know when you decided that you want to lose some weight you tried to take some methods which were not which did not serve you well that probably was an alarming thing in your mind saying that ki boss aise raste choose karna sahi nahi hai i need to choose a path where somebody has already done what i am trying to get to or achieve so i need a mentor right now being a coach uh, you know couple of things that are running in my mind again because i'm trying to reflect on your journey is and this is everybody who is who is you know between that 18 to 24 is to understand that this confusion is normal everybody is confused at that age so you're not going through something that nobody else is going through and you're like you know ye meri akeli ki journey hai jo log aapko sorted bhi lag rahe hai na we you should feel like yeah, he's 18 and he's sorted trust me inside their head they're going through a lot of confusion so it's very normal to be confused so just accept that ki maybe is hazaro lakhon mein se ek hu jo confused ho it's okay but after you accept that confusion it's important to move that move to that space of clarity and that is where as vikram said mentors come into picture so find someone who has already taken the journey forward and help take help from them and that is where win with we comes into place vikram so this initiative that you have started is something that is close to you because of the journey that you have taken because of mentors probably you did not find at the right time and you want to be that person for 18 year or saying that you know i did not have somebody like me when i was 18 but i want to be that person for you i don't want you to go through the journey of confusion and frustration i want to give you that clarity and that's where i see win with we making an impact to people from 18 to 25 and and that that's an amazing thing that you're doing uh, vikram i hope you you know you continue this and you do great and add a lot of value to people now moving forward you know uh, understanding this journey it's it's important for us to also get into the reality of challenges which means now you talk to gen z right you talk to people who are 18 to 24 and when you talk to them there is there are questions that they have there are challenges that they are facing now if we have to talk about the top 3 challenges because of the lack of time if we just focus on the top 3 saying that you know this will serve them the max what would those top 3 challenges be that you come across when you talk to these people and how do you help them what is your advice to them on these three challenges right prashant so i think um, first i'll just put some light on what you what you just said so it is uh, now when we are 24 we are we kind of realize that when we were 18 everybody was equally messed up and that's mm. six years later that you realize that everybody was equally messed up and it was uh, that they were trying to be someone else but mm. they were not that person actually i'll talk about that's it very, the, that's a very powerful very powerful thing vikram can you say yeah. that again that's, that's very powerful so so it it is it is for us to realize at this point of time that they were trying to be someone else wow. but exactly they were not what they were showing to the outer world right mm. they had storms inside there were things that were going on and as we as we kind of now also say uh, that he's smiling from the outside but you don't know what he's facing but mm. you know you don't know what he's going through that's a little intense when we talk about but i think in the in the aspect of careers in in the aspect of corporate in the aspect of how aspiring minds and leaders of the future are getting shaped you know prashant i have been very fortunate i have been i have been fortunate enough that i was able to create this inclusive space for most of the people who turned up for a one on one session for me uh, from me and and i think i always do this a little pat on the back that i can create that inclusive space for like most of the people and hence the interactions that i've had till now have not been limited to a specific area as such but largely 
they have been limited to one or more of the following three things that I'll talk about. And I'll talk about the corporate aspect of it because that is what we eventually want to talk about. That is what um, our topic for today is that we need to see how they see them as a challenge or how they look up in the corporate world. So the first is pretty normal. That's how to make the most effective resume, not have the last minute interview jitters and eventually what roles or jobs to prepare for and apply for. Because that clarity, I think most of the people lack. If you talk about people who are doing MBAs, right? And, and this is no offense or disrespect to anybody. But mostly people who are entering into MBA, they're not entering because they do they want to do it, that that's a choice for them. No, they enter because there's no other choice. Right. And, and I think this is the place wherein somebody who has already started on a journey and you can put them on the on the right path that this is where you should explore more. You know, I have had mm -hmm. interactions with people who have done 12 internships. Imagine Prashant, 12 internships in the past 12 months sitting at home. And I was bamboozled. I opened the resume and I'm like, boss, this is something that I can't understand. Just give me some time. I need to go through this. And eventually what I realized was that none of those 12 internships have proven like very, very effective in terms that they can give the candidate a clear picture. Then mm. what was the point that you spent the last 12 months doing all these 12 internships? If you, even if you would have done two, mm. right, and you would have spent considerable time into that position, like a three month or a six month internship that person would have been um, would have been in a much different space altogether mm. be it knowledge skill experience be it the clarity of thought that mm. he needed so related to this the second question that mostly people ask for is that they that they look for if the approach that they're currently following is mm. it correct or right are they even on the right track or do they need to go back to the drawing board and figure out where they are headed to. Mm. And I think this is very important. This is not for 18 years, 24, 25. I still do it. Mm. I still do mm. it. There is a point in your time, in your life, every time, wherein you'll have to take a sheet of paper, you'll have to eliminate all the noise and you'll have to sit back and relax and see where you're headed to. Because losing track of the vision because of the situations, because of the problems, because of the distractions in life at any stage, I think this is one of those aspects that we need to constantly look for and i'll mm. talk about more of how i tell the students or the people who interact with how they can overcome this challenge and the third is this is my favorite and because this is the question that i also am looking an answer for right now and i'm i, I might find this on my journey in this in this uh, corporate uh, this is how to be successful in what they do in their jobs and how to leave a lasting impression. And I think, Prashant, this is something that we uh, expect our leaders also to talk about because there is cutthroat competition. Right? You, know, you realize that there are the demand supply in terms of the, the jobs right now and in terms of the availability of jobs right now. That is completely disturbed. You open a position and you see loads of applications pouring in. How hmm. do you go forward? And you establish that competitive advantage over all the other candidates or all the other people or all the peers that are there mm. in the company. or And then eventually, 30 years old, 35 years old will come back and tell me that I am not getting promoted and hence I have to leave the company. 
then mm. again you will have to go back to the drawing board then again you will have to see how you establish that competitive advantage so i think all these questions that i have been trying to answer they are not just related to one particular age group you know mm. i have i've had interaction with somebody who is a 38 year old well grown well established man who came back and asked me that vikram my resume is not working and i had to very politely with respect tell him that this resume is not really leading you to anywhere and and i think this is what what is the power of this initiative is and i think this has put me in a position wherein i can understand both side of the table because those experiences mm. is what i get to learn and this is a constant learning for me too i give something they give me back something so now prashant as i have completed 150 plus one on one sessions at the moment what i have observed is two things first is maximum youngsters in the age group of 18 to 25 they are very very enthusiastic they are very keen on improving themselves and they are very competitive right the second point is that they have huge aspirations if you delve deeper into conversation with these youngsters they are already thinking of tools techniques ways methods that will put them in the best possible position to become the leaders of tomorrow hmm. and i think there are just three things that i advise them to do and this is what i advise everybody to do even i remind constantly remind myself of staying on track with these three things first is continuous learning and i think one of the biggest takeaways from the past one year in my corporate journey that i share with all the aspiring minds is that to really succeed to really get to the goal we have set for ourselves this seems like a cliche talk that everybody does but mm. to become the leaders of tomorrow we just can't rely on what we already know that is not mm. going to build the leaders of tomorrow you know i am reminded of this quote from uh, henry ford he says anyone who stops learning is old whether at 20 or 80 so anyone who keeps learning stays young and this is what i believe captures the essence of what i want to convey aptly being mm. open to new perspectives recognizing accepting and constantly taking action will surely put any of us in the driver seat sooner or later now it doesn't matter what skill set we possess right now what are we doing right now and where we are actually right now what eventually will matter for our future it will depend more on the fact that you keep learning constantly mm-hmm. i got an example this is not an example even this is a real life scenario last year covid hit us and it was unfortunate it was very it was an alarming situation but one of the biggest problems that people faced was that just in a jiffy there were job loss, losses and people were laid mm-hmm. off from their right mm-hmm. and i think this one thing you hindi mein kahawat hai na thokkar kha ke seekh lo to tum se zyada samajhdar koi nahi so one one is that you enter into that self loathing phase wherein you feel that khatam everything is over barbaad ho gaye and everything the other aspect is that you look at what the company or the organization or the organizations of the future or the businesses of the future demand from you and hence this this brings us to the aspect of puts more emphasis on the uh, aspect of reskilling and upskilling this mm. is not just important for me or for an 18 year old this is important for everybody to realize analyze and understand that reskilling and upskilling is a constant part of your journey right and as i just told we are living in this era of constant change where we are constantly seeing the skills are becoming redundant expectations are shooting up to a whole new level mm. and hence we as aspiring leaders if we tend to rely on some static maps and we keep our horizon narrow to just what we are seeing 
then we are bound to lose out in the longer run and i mm-hmm. genuinely believe that change and growth they are associated with learning more deeply than we can ever give them credit for. so this mm-hmm. is the first second is we have heard a lot of things but i'll give you the perspective of how i see it as and how i look into it second is uh, knowing your own self you know one of the most important aspects when we set out to do anything is how well we know our own selves and when i say this i'm reminded again of a quote from socrates so it's to know thyself is the beginning of wisdom right and at this present point of time the complexity of the modern world as i just mentioned uh, right now in the conversation the complexity of the modern world it has risen to a level where people are too caught up evaluating everyone else that they that they forget to peep into their own selves hmm. right and we listen to what others want us to do we we see that the outer image of what people are expecting us to do and how they want us to be is what we should be but we forget who we really are and eventually end up being what we are so showcasing that kind of an image the two images that we already keep one is what we aren't and what we really are this gap is kind of pulling you apart from the reality that you need to know. so i believe uh, self mastery is the foundation uh, for everything we do and these are the four questions that i always ask myself when i am lost when i feel that i have lost track of everything and there's nothing more to do in life and everything and this is a crisis situation you just ask four questions from yourself and this is what i ask, like also advise to everybody that i interact with first is who are you now you have to shift your attention and peep into who's in there you have to spend time with your own self and that's the difficult part you can't put your phone on dnd you'll sit with your phone and you and that's that's where you lose everything you know you have to explore all the beautiful versions of yourself and see how they get along with each other to create a unique you and i believe self exploration is directly proportional to a better and improved version of our own selves mm. and this is the first second is what is important to you now you have to enlighten yourself from time to time what you genuinely care about and i think this is where most of the people miss track of they don't know what they genuinely care about they don't know what they have to do and what's important for them in life third is where are you headed to and what is the life you are trying to create for yourself hmm. i I'll, i'll take this i'll take this uh, example now prashant you have also uh, seen the corporate life and you've been in that position where you've given interviews to different interviews and they they've always and this is like the very uh, the, the most um, in demand question the favorite question of all the interviews where do you see yourself in the next 5 to 10 years right yes <laughs> and we we never really realize what they wish to know na not just answering this question i'm just telling you how this where this perspective comes from and this they just want to know that if you're aware about what kind of life you're wanting to create in future for yourself hmm. right you've seen google and and we just all the candidates that i talk to or anybody they just google and say where do you see yourself in the five next next five to 10 years and i'm telling you prashant the first three four answers they are like imprinted here and people come in and they bring in their own element and i'm like ye to copied abos and everybody will say that we want to be this leader we want to be into this position and and all that stuff so their as their aspirations are very high but they don't really know what life they are wanting to create in future mm. and what is important is that it never really means that you have to necessarily have it figured out all right now 
or how to make it happen it is more important that you should should have an idea a path and you should have a sense of direction rather than set of directions that's what we are given with right mm. and i think this is how the education model in india is functioning right now we just have some set of directions we are just imagine you're just you're taking out your family car first time when you've just got the license right you're overloaded with information your father telling you something your grandfather telling you something and then your mother coming in and then she pouring in all that mamta and all all of that combines and puts so much pressure on your head that you actually forget how to drive a car mm. if you just have the sense of direction just the three four things that you need to remember right i think that is the best possible thing to do fourth is what is the best way in which you think you can contribute and i think this is where i i have already already talked about this talk to you about this uh, aspect which is how can we contribute more than our professional titles and how can we be more and give back to the society so now when i say this it isn't really limited to any role or a particular job or any project it's more about knowing what you are good at and how do you embody that right and last thing that i would want to talk about is persistence consistency and trust now these in my opinion are the only three skills that we need to work on eventually whatever we do in our lives in order to achieve our goal or that position that we have always aspired for we'll have to put in that little extra keep working despite failures or problems and constantly back ourselves right famous examples again henry ford's early businesses failed and they left him broke many times before he actually founded ford motor company you talk about albert einstein he was thought to be a mentally handicapped person before changing the face of modern physics and going on to win the nobel prize even if i talk about the normal scenarios for us imagine you're constantly uh trying hard to get your next job right and you appear for interviews and somehow because of one or the other reasons you are failing to make the mark but instead of just making peace with it and assuming that you are not good enough you go back you seek feedback you check where you went wrong you analyze what more you need to do you seek help if needed and eventually trust yourself to come back stronger till you make it what's better than that i think persistence will take you there making sure you get it consistency will keep you there and your trust in your own self will constantly remind remind you of what you've already achieved and make you feel confident about attracting more of it and that's how we keep running right it is all about the perspective and understanding the importance of working on these three skills now all the three points that i just mentioned prashant i believe these are the bare minimum and if i have to specifically talk about the leadership context and their implications you'll see there is a direct correlation in the qualities possessed by any great leader and these three right great leaders are great learners they just don't rely upon what they already know they constantly upgrade themselves right before looking out for the outer structure they are already clear about what holds them from within their values their systems how, how and what they function they actually have complete control and clarity over themselves and lastly they are persistent they are consistent and they always back themselves up so in a nutshell if i talk about the long term vision for any aspiring leader and as i always tell the people who are coming out even my brother who is 18 now it should be to constantly observe listen interact learn and trying to imbibe what we actually seek inspiration from i think 
that was a pretty long answer from my end but i think i have now tried to do justice to all the things that i wanted to put forward good i'm glad i'm glad you did vikram and uh, let me tell you uh, whatever you said is so vital and what was what was most important that i think you know is driving this whole uh, conversation that we had in the last few minutes was the fact that it's not age dependent as much as we are talking about gen z gen x gen y 18 to 25 it's important to understand that the whole process of continuous learning the whole process of reskilling and upskilling the whole journey of understanding yourself who you are within what are your values the clarity of vision where are you in next 5 years it is not age specific yes the confusion is higher the fear is higher the uncertainty is much higher when you are 18 because you're very new into this as i spoke about earlier it's a transition so the it's it's overwhelming because you are transitioning into a very different phase of your life so it's understandable but what if you are an 18 to 25 year old what you need to know is that this confusion this will remain this fear this uncertainty will remain with you for life its intensity its degree changes but it continues because as long as we are alive this continuous confusion and uncertainty will remain but as vikram rightly pointed out constantly checking with yourself who are you what are your values what is your vision don't look too far where do i see myself going in next 3 years if you if you have a clarity of that vision and then a sense of direction a very powerful point again vikram that you don't need to have a set of directions a sense of direction saying that you know theek hai i think i'm moving in the right direction and i'll do a constant check and review to see if i'm moving at the right path or not that itself is good enough that's that's very powerful and that is something that we should do at whatever age we are you know chahe hum 20 ho chahe hum 80 ho that learning process is what keeps us young and keeps us going that is very powerful point that you brought out vikram this reminds me you know that when when we are in school we are always told that you know 10th standard hai board exams hai just do this and then life is set and then we finish 10th and then you like you know 12th hai board exams mein acche lao join a great college take a job and life is set then you join a great college and then like you know there is more pressure then you finish college you get a job and you're like now life is set and you're like oh my god work also comes with its own challenges now i have to grow the hierarchy i need to move to different levels i need to learn this so it's important to understand and for especially for an 18 year old ki a journey hamesha ke liye hai this is this journey of learning unlearning skilling reskilling continuous learning constantly trying to figure out what next where am i going ye zindagi bhar chalta rahega don't run away from it sooner you accept it saying that this is a way of life it becomes easier right whenever you as as i as i said earlier when you even see a 60 year old guy and you feel like yaar his life sorted he's already 60 he's done so right. many things you don't know what he is going through he is in a great state of confusion but with time comes wisdom with experience comes wisdom where you accept that saying that yaar zinda hu isliye ye confusion ye uncertainty hai aur ye rahegi it's all right let me just try to see agle 2 3 saal ki clarity and move with it so vikram i know you said that you gave a very long answer but you you brought out some amazing points and i'm glad you brought up points that are not just relevant to 18 to 25 it's relevant to every age group and i'm sure the audiences that we have in our uh, you know with us now are also thinking even if i am not of 18 to 25 the challenges are the same the thought process is the same just that the intensity is different and the experience is different right so that's a very powerful point vikram so thank you so much for bringing that i would want you to quickly repeat just those three to four questions that you said so that you know whoever is making notes can make note of that what are those questions of introspection that you mentioned so i'll i'll mention the points first and then the sub points the first point was uh, as i spoke about it was continuous learning 
second point is knowing your own self and while you know your own self you have to ask four questions from you the first is who are you second is what what is important to you third is where you are headed to and what is the life you're trying to create for yourself and the fourth is what is the best way in which you think you can contribute and the third point that i spoke about was persistence consistency and trust the three skills that i think yes. are the most important needed at any point in life at any point in life absolutely and i loved what you said when you said that uh, persistence is what will take you there and consistency is what will keep you there and trust in yourself is what will keep you going so that's 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 very powerful so thanks for that vikram now vikram uh, next question that i would like to move to is something that i'm very interested in uh, not that i was not interested in the earlier question but this is a burning topic you know that that is like fire which is like there's a lot of conversations that happen around gen x y z saying that you know there is a lot of impatience they they want things quickly instant gratification these are the people who do not believe in things that the way they are they are constantly trying to move things shift things change things now thinking or talking to a 24 year old you know somebody who's already in the corporate world who has exposed to the work world who's also seen what is the journey of coming from 18 to 24 can you please give me your perspective on this you know i've heard a lot from people who are 30 40 50 60 and the great points that come out but i want to listen from you from being from that generation what are your thoughts on all of this perspective and conversations around gen z gen y and all that i think prashant this is a great question and i think as you said this is a burning topic i think this is i don't know this is like a forest fire that is spreading people just want to get an answer and and this is no disrespect to anybody as i already mentioned beat any age we are just focusing on getting the answer or relying upon what we already know or what has already happened in the past now honestly speaking prashant i don't really think this is entirely true this is partially true okay and i'll i'll go on to explain what are the factors and things that i think so i think generations even if you pick up the history and see everything they are i think shaped by context in which they emerged right and if you talk about what uh, drives and motivates different kinds of people from different generations then you think you are on the right track it is very important for us to get into the heads of different people and understand what motivates them you know there is this very um very important concept but something that is widely known by everybody in the hr fraternity and that is maslow's need hierarchy theory kisi ne bhi hr kare usne maslow ka naam suna ho suna hoga and usne padha hoga and i think uh, that was one one place where we got exposed to the kind of needs different people have right i think i'll not base my answer just based on the needs that they gave you but if you think on the same track there are some basic needs and there are some self actualization needs right if you talk about our generation we already have most of 90% of our basic needs fulfilled they have given us a life wherein they have given us a shelter they provide us with good food they raise us in the best possible manner they send us to good schools for quality education so if you try to see there is a shift in the kind of mindset that the people already had in the earlier ages and what is the mindset now if you talk about my father and me there's a lot of difference if you talk about anything that is related to behavioral aspect there is a lot of dif- difference a, a very apt example right now talk about cryptocurrency there was a bubble that was going around right this like 2 3 4 months back i have seen 
like 90% of my age group people and 18 to 25 trying to explore that fact because the risk appetite is more they're trying to pick up that risk appetite because they know the reward will be more if you mm. talk to my father he's saying invest your money in ft he still believes in ft so what i'm trying to explain is understand the context in which the generation has already emerged try to talk to the people right and i believe if we try and consider each and every individual as human and not divide them based on the generations we'll find that generational differences in preferences and values are not that big eventually if you talk my father has given me the same set of values that his father gave him he's mm. transferred that to me how i see it and how i take it brings in a perspective mm. so most of the times what i think is this stereotyping results in wrong expectation setting and hence as a result of that the, the wrong expectation setting many have this notion that gen z specifically is difficult to lead and they'll not stay long enough in one organization you know i'd like to point out a few characteristics that make gen z stand out now these are really important for us to talk before we run over the expectations that gen z have from the from their leaders as in my opinion if more people understand these aspects it will be a win win right so the first is identity the gen z population if you see around they are always looking for ways to experiment and they try what works best for them they look out for all the options available they'll try to delve deep into what option is best for them they'll constantly be seeking different versions or different ways of being themselves and always look out to shape their individual identities over time yes they have a vision in their head but they are not constrained or bound to the fact that they want to stick to one thing hmm. like you, you talk about the earlier generations my father has been into the business since since same business since the past 25 30 years right and if you talk about people who are of our generation you don't give them value you don't respect them the basic the basic little things and they'll start looking out even mm-hmm. if it is just one month one year two years three years five years seven years 10 years whatever the time is mm-hmm. so i i believe this is one thing the identity is one thing second is they place very high value on individual expression that's 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 yes. one thing that i think is very very important the gen z respects the difference of opinion they'll talk they'll understand you and they'll try to find the practical implication of each and every little thing hmm. and this interaction they'll respect all your opinions all your facts all your values that you're giving them but they'll also be okay with the fact that this might be your last conversation with them because it didn't align well with them they're open hmm. with that fact right they are not bound by this fact that they have to just imbibe what they are listening from here and there they'll put their own heads they'll put their own individual expression on it and then they'll try to seek meaning out of it this is the second the third is that they're pragmatic and i think this is one of the most important points right now because with large chunks of information freely available on the web that the gen z loves practicality and taking informed decisions i'll quote an example here let's 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 all do this let's do a research of 18 to 25 year and i'll and i'll seek answers in the comment section if somebody from 18 to 25 year old is present here just tell me if you willfully want to take up a contract job that's just a normal question and we are talking about the change in economy we are talking about gig economy we are talking about 
work from home we are talking about contract jobs we are talking about workers who who want to work as per their own wish just let me know if if anybody prashant just keep an eye if, if somebody answers that sure what i'm trying to explain is there are no youngsters that have had an interaction with that are okay with taking the contract job what does that speak about the gen z gen z knows the value of stability they know what their needs are they know that they are very concerned about their own future and hence they try to make informed decisions and mm-hmm. i believe we are no different than the generations that that have passed or that are elder to us they always wanted stability they always wanted a one full time job they always seek a full time employment this is just one aspect that i have closely observed i'm just sharing it with you and everybody present here i think this is just one thing that i observed and i and i saw that there is nothing as such that is going around that's very different in in terms of the generation it's just the expectations and the way we look at different things that that has changed over time fourth is gen z is highly inclusive you know we're talking about this virtual space and and all these if you talk about my father my mother they are very very awkward when they have to talk on a video call they like ghar ja ke milwa lo and that's the best part about it but you see gen z started interacting on this virtual platforms much before they were not bound to the virtual space because covid hit them no they were already into that whatsapp instagram snapchat so whatever they see on the physical front meeting people in person and whatever they see uh, people expressing their concerns or their thoughts online virtually they are highly inclusive to that and then again they go back to their individual expression they go back and understand if that aligns well with them or not and if it doesn't they just politely ignore that hmm. so this is these are the four uh, very very um, important characteristics that i think people need to understand about gen z even me also if i am talking to all these people i place a value over all these factors because i know eventually everything is coming down to these right hmm. all of these in mind i think it eventually also comes down to how much effort we make in understanding these as elements because these are crucial in defining the interpersonal behavior at work hmm. no you now you now just let's go back to that initial question right and that is uh, the gen z leaves the job if there is no proper interpersonal behavior at work let me know which generation will stick by everybody hmm. is bound to leave if the behavior is not right right and then we talk about they are not stable if you don't have that kind of interpersonal behavior wherein you come together as a team and work as one tell me one generation that will stick by right so mm. it's all the same it's all the same it's just that humne wo chashma alag pehen liya aur hum usko alag nazariye se dekh rahe hain because we mm. have got the experiences from our parents from our elders and now we have got so much information at our at our at our hands mm. that we try to see what is best for us mm. right you talk about jobs how have they evolved hr pehle ek department hota tha right conventionally it was just one hr department they used to look after recruitment they used to look after the talent management the policies you talk about performance and everything now everything is specific everything has become specialized you talk about complement that's all together a different field you talk about recruitment that is a different entirely different function for organization you talk about business partnering roles are constantly evolving the way companies and organizations have started seeing the scenario is the way the gen z is shaping up and is the way they are looking at things now mm. so there are options available there are information available at ease so this is kind of what is shaping the gen z now having said this i'll try to put out what the gen z expects in clear black and white right so just, just sorry to interrupt you here uh, you yeah. know a couple of points that i would like to share here you know based on you know what you just said before that let's quickly look at the comments here 
and see what everyone is saying. Uh, answering your question, Mahima Sahini says no, uh, won't prefer a contract job. Uh, Sujit says, uh, well said, persistence, consistency, and trust. Yes. Uh, Mosmi Paul says, well said, Vikram. Vision, purpose, these are very important to focus first rather to continue so many things. Dr. Usha Rupnarayan says, a leader has the ability to inspire. We are all leaders, not simply in the corporate world, but leaders over our own life as well. This is coming from the previous point that you uh, shared. Uh, Dr. Usha is appreciating the talk show saying young people need more positive role models. They need motivation, mentors, and methods to find their way. Yes, uh, Shikha says, very important to communicate through feelings instead of trust. Uh, Monalisa says, as a young entrepreneur, I can validate his each and every word. So these are the few comments that are coming our way. And you know it's important for us to understand what's running in the minds of people who are actually listening to us at this point of time. Now, coming back to what you were saying, uh, Vikram, you know, a couple of points that uh, remain a highlight for me is number one, as leaders who are leading different generations, you know, who have people of different generation in the organization, a key point that you mentioned is to understand that end of the day, everybody is a human. First of all, have that perspective that we are all human beings. Number two, understand the fact that the context that each and every generation is born and brought up in is different, which means their perspective of looking at the same thing is different. What might appear yellow to you in their context, it might be red. So you're not wrong. They're not wrong. They just have a different perspective because of the context that they're in. Now, you spoke about the Maslow's hierarchy of needs and you brought out a very valid point that we need to understand where does each generation fit in into that hierarchy of needs. When we speak about Gen Z, the basic need of survival, ki zinda ki nahi, basic need of my basic needs of life that are required in terms of food and shelter and education is taken care of by the previous generation. They have provided that to me. So Gen Z has a higher risk appetite because they're not going behind survival. That is their context. Their context is that this is already there. I have it already. So I don't have to struggle for this. I don't have this. This is what I need to strive for. Now, what is that? I'm looking for a quality of life. I'm looking at living my life to the fullest. I'm looking to experience life as much as possible, as big as possible, as many things as possible. Because that is life for me. It's filled with possibilities. But the previous generation's context, which they were not wrong, that was their context was survival. Because they build that context of survival strong is why this generation is able to live in a context of quality of life. If Absolutely. they had not done that, then we would be the generation fighting to build the survival and the next generation would have done what this generation is doing. Right. Absolutely. So the context is different. So they have actually empowered us to look for quality rather than survival. So that is what we need to first understand. Second thing, once we have understood this context, Vikram, a very good point that you mentioned is because of the change of context, the expectations are different, which means Gen Z, Gen Z is more aligned towards risk-taking. Gen Z is more aligned towards not compromising on their values and their beliefs. Gen Z is inclusive, but they have their head. They are very strong about what they believe in. And they would stick their head out and they will say what they need to say and they will put their point across. If there is no alignment, they will leave. Then do not blame them for not sticking with you for a very long time or being tough. Your point is that they're not being tough. They're just being honest and communicating, saying that, boss, I'm not going to compromise and struggle inside and be somebody else in front of you and somebody else outside and go and bitch about things at work at a third party and in a different place. 
I will tell you how I exactly feel. If I don't feel respected, you will know. If I don't feel I'm not aligned with you, you will know. So I will communicate and I expect inclusiveness at a workplace, which means a team needs to work like a team. If I feel there is lack of teamwork, if I feel there is lack of trust, if I feel there is a lack of taking people together in collaboration, I will speak out. And if it doesn't change, I will move out. I want to express myself. I want to be sure that I am who I am in whatever space I am. I'm not ready to compromise on that. Now, these are the very valid points that you mentioned, Vikram. And today's leaders who are leading these people need to first understand, irrespective of you leading a 60-year-old, 20-year-old, 50-year-old, first point that he made is to understand that the context is different. So understand what context is each generation coming from. That will make things easier and you won't see it as a one-size-fits-all leadership. And second thing is every generation has a certain level of expectations and the way they want to present themselves, they want to express themselves. Get aware of that, you know, understand what this generation wants and specifically to Gen Z, they want inclusiveness, they want to express themselves, they want to be open to communicate and they want collaboration, they want things to move forward. And a big myth that Vikram is trying to break is that do not represent Gen Z as someone who is not looking for stability. Gen Z is looking for stability, but not at a cost of compromising at their values. They're looking for stability, saying that I want to be myself. I want to express myself. I'll give my best to this organization. But because of you providing me stability, I won't compromise on all that. If I'm not getting stability here, I'll get it somewhere else. I'll keep jumping and moving till I find a place that aligns with what I want. So these are the points that you brought forward, Vikram. Very valid points, very powerful points. That's why I wanted to interrupt before we move into the next phase so that we don't miss on these points. So thank you so much for that. And, uh, you know, in comments, I would request everybody who is with us to please share what they are thinking about what we are talking about. You know, if you have any questions for Vikram, please ask those questions. You have any questions for me, ask me those questions and we'll get back to that. Now, coming back to you, Vikram, please go ahead and, you know, take the conversation forward. Prashant, first, it was not an interruption. It was more like a value addition to what I was trying to explain. And you putting in your uh, your perspective into it has kind of uh, told me that it has also pushed me that what I was talking about kind of aligns well with what I was trying it to does. explain. It does. It audience. definitely does. It's very powerful uh, for sure. So, uh, Prashant, uh, I think everybody here who is a leader who just wants to understand what we are doing, like that, this is what my father says. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. They, they just want to know that we don't understand what you're So you it's, it's more about, uh, let's talk about what, what I think Gen Z aspects. And I think these, these points will speak a lot about the youngster's mindset and how by just changing the way we are doing some of the things that are very important in the corporate setup, we can gain the maximum benefit out of and extract the maximum effort from, from the Gen Z. So this is one thing. You have to understand that Gen Z is in an age where they can put in extra hours. Not just because it is it will disturb their work-life balance or anything. They can put in extra hours to improve themselves. Right? In case you're giving them a feedback, they'll go back to the drawing board. They'll again understand where they're going wrong. They have that time. They're not into that age where they'll become complacent of the fact that you have been in 25 years corporate. If you feedback, so it's okay. No problem. Everything is fine. My team is working fine with me. So I think the first point, much talked about. But yes, I will speak because this is something that we look up to and that's open communication. Now, the Gen Z believes that 
if you expect them to follow you you have to gain their trust right that's mm. more that's the most important and and that only happens when you think of them as your stakeholders mm. now we're talking about people who have invested into our company we talk about who we are delivering value to who we are serving who are our clients but we forget that our employees or the people who are working as a part of my team they are also our own stakeholders and i think this has happened this is happening over and and you see a lot of fortune 500 companies you see the great places to work why are these those those places great that's just because they lay emphasis on delivering the value as i'll quote dave alrichter he's a he's an hr leader and he says managing the organization from the outside in so you have to see inside first to deliver value outside right you have mm-hmm. to think of your employees as your essential stakeholders and moving ahead a big part of building this rapport the 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 trust amongst your team is having a mechanism for open communication right this allows the team to understand that what actually is expected from them and hence it fosters engagement and makes them realize that whatever they do matters in the success of the business that's what mm. they create they they are not looking for anything else they are just looking that even if they have moved the table by an inch that has helped gain the organization this much this mm. is how they have impacted the business and i'll quote an example here so um just take just take pictureize this scenario wherein you are you're stuck on an urgent project deliverable right and you as a leader you have not made your team that inclusive over over the years or over the time that they can freely come out of their bubble and can express themselves now if you ask them that please tell me what to do and then you go on to do what you wanted to do they'll stop mm-hmm. expressing themselves right it's like you build it over time it's not an overnight or a fortnight or a monthly process it's hmm. how you deal so you might have just missed out on what the person in your team could have come up with and could have helped you in delivering that project on time hmm. right and hence to free freely share their mind and to be in that state this constant mechanism of open communication has to be formulated into any kind of working in the in the business or among the teams so this helps by leading everyone to be on the same page first then moving in the same direction towards the same goal that is that is what essentially businesses were all about moving together in the same direction heading towards the same goal vision mission statement all that you have in place that will only happen when everybody is freely communicating and opening up with each other now additionally it also will help you bring out new ideas which will make them feel that they've actively contributed to the success of the team and the organization at large it will also help in bringing clarity of thought which is very important people have entered into the corporate they have started working but they don't have clarity of thought mm-hmm. they just do the 9 to 6 are happy with their 30 day salary and they don't know what to do with their life we as i see that as a leader of the future if i can help somebody bring in clarity of thought about themselves that would be the best possible position to be mm. in so this mm. this makes them more wiser this gives them the space to be more creative and then eventually back themselves up the trust that you that mm. they can show in themselves and finally the most important part of building up the open communication mechanism is vocalizing the feedback and mm. that is a two way thing good or bad the gen z expects the feedback at regular intervals now as a step ahead if you have a feedback that is not good that's bad they love it when they know how they can improve it and what can be done more to meet the set expectations 
trust me when i say this we as a bunch of people like i i don't know i'm on the verge so gen z is 1997 onwards i'm 1996 december i don't know which which generation to count in just missed it that's all right <laughs> let's just just say a mixture of yz so on on the borderline so if i talk about the generation z or y in, in specific one thing that you should be understanding is that we are very enthusiastic we want to know how we can improve ourselves and our performance how we can surpass the set expectations or just be in a position to meet the set expectations so that is mm-hmm. one of the key elements second is that i would want to put forward is we expect shared visions and vision and goals now what do i say is it's just a translation of what we are talking about when we talk about the good communication now shared vision and goals will come when you actively communicate with your team now it is very important to see um, everyone headed into the same direction and working towards achieving the same outcome now mm-hmm. the gen z essentially wants itself to be invested wholly into the efforts of the team now they don't want that that the they are the immediate decision makers no mm. even if they are wholly invested into the efforts of the team they know what their leaders are doing they know why they have done that they know what is their implication on the business then they they kind of know what how will this impact the bottom line of the organization right this is what the gen z expects itself to do mm-hmm. they want to be invested wholly and focus on the commonalities or just move together in the same direction and eventually they cherish the idea of we over us or you and hence bringing together that shared vision wherein you openly communicate you talk about goals you talk about how to go about situation you talk about the problems the the the, the technicalities all the models in place all the technologies in place anything and everything i think you gain their mutual trust and belief that's more mm-hmm. that's the most important now the next two points that i'm talking about are are just a shift in mindset and it's just how um uh, we expect the communication to come from right now the third point is gen z is obsessed with acknowledgement over praise and the fourth point is that they are obsessed with empowerment over enablement now when i talk about acknowledgement over praise now this is this is the one point that i want to talk about because there's a very 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 thin line right you will talk to and and i and i hope that you have spoken to a lot of considering your experience and everything you talk to business leaders every day they come up with such problems and say yaar maine bonus tak de diya usko wo phir bhi nahi ruka and he left the organization right so more than anything else i believe the gen z wants to know that their energy and efforts aren't wasted like and they and that the work that they really do that makes a difference in one way or the other and choosing acknowledgement over praise will actually mean that you just recognize the person's strength and inner character by using the work they have already done as evidence hmm. second this will show that you pro- that you value process more than the outcome which which eventually will turn out as a highlight as as the repeatable steps for others to seek inspiration from and learn the third is that it also go on to probably demonstrate that you're actually paying attention to what the other person has done because you sound more specific and detailed your feedback goes as purely observation based and you let your team member know that he or she has the ability to make that difference each and every day that they come to work their contribution matters their work matters and hence when you delve into this nitty gritty this specific this, this this specificity and the details of 
how you express yourself that makes the whole difference it is it is just that both have to deal with the same thing but it's how just we communicate our thought process with these people right going on the same lines you talk about i talked about empowerment and enablement so they are preferring empowerment over enablement two of the biggest factors that i want to talk about let's talk about a presentation that we have just made right and you asked your five team members to work collaboratively and collectively on this presentation and they came out with this end result now that presentation is big time messed up they just mailed you it's 10 at night and your urgent deliverable is 10 in the morning right there are two ways that you'll go here from one is that you redo it for your team and then give them the feedback in a way that you provide the means to make your team able right and the second way is that you ask for everybody's availability i know it's 10 at night but i this this particular process or this particular thing that you'll do is going to lay the foundation for future now how do i see it as what you do is you sit together collaborate interact and have a meaningful conversation with your team members and ask questions and listen to how they came to their conclusions and what was their thought process while making that particular presentation and what you need to do is you just need to fill in the knowledge gaps and then give them feedback and give them the time to come back again with that presentation you might have just missed the deadline or you might have just not delivered 100% on that deadline but by choosing the second option you have supported your team in accomplishing something that they could have done themselves in the right conditions it might have been just possible that they were too caught up in that deadline deadline kind of a thing that they could not brainstorm that much and come out to a situation a solution that the that that could have been possible for you to say that yes it it is clicking with me and it is going forward and we can go ahead with that hmm. now when you choose the second one it makes all the difference right because it, it eventually boils down to how you treated your team as hmm. and how you instilled them with that kind of a thing and left them with a thought to ponder upon that even if what if it was 11 at night he or she was available they guided hmm. me filled my knowledge gaps gave me the feedback wanted me to rework on that and take ownership of that particular thing so when mm. you start empowering you somewhere give the permission and invite others into their own power and authority mm. right it is it is it will same it will consume the same time as enablement let me be very honest because in case you had to sit on the presentation and rework it it, it would have taken 2 to 3 hours of yours right so it will take the same time it will consume the same time but the return on investment will be exponentially better hmm. that's what i'm saying initially i just talk about how the expectation setting and the stereotypes that we are already caught up into that are setting the context for us and that are making us believe ki ye chhod jayega gen z hai they are not going to be stable in the organization if hmm. i try to understand where they're coming from what are their needs wants how they want to see different scenarios how they they perceive different situations i'm telling you prashant difference bas wahi hai it's just mm-hmm. that how you perceive them as and it's, it's it's important like i see i all our leaders they are in their that position where they have their own kids also right mm-hmm. they also sit with them have an open and at some point in time they'll have to realize that if they have to make ways with them they'll have to first understand where they are coming from they have mm-hmm. to understand the context they are coming from you've heard um, our parents say this matlab i i am coming from this punjabi family so they they talk about it कि तुम्हें अगर वो करना पड़ता जो हमने किया था 
तो तुम्हें समझ हम लोग कहा से आए बट हमें वो करना नहीं पड़ा वी नेवर रिलेटेड दैट तो जब हमने वो नहीं किया तो मुझे वो समझ नहीं आएगा चाहे आप मुझे बता दो दैट यू यूज टू क्रॉस द रिवर टू गो टू द स्कूल यू हैव टू सेल थ्रू द बोर्ड्स एंड यू हैव टू डू दैट विल नेवर कम बिकॉज प्रैक्टिकलिटी डूइंग थिंग्स फर्स्ट हैंड एंड एनीथिंग ओवर द थ्योरेटिक नॉलेज दैट यू कैन गिव टू दिस यंगर जनरेशन दे विल वैल्यू दैट राइट सो पुटिंग दैम इन टू सच सिचुएशन इज मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट प्रशांत देर आर टू मोर थिंग्स टेक समाइम ऑन दैट इफ यू अपार्ट फ्रॉम वॉट आई हैव ऑलरेडी मैंशन राइट there are two things that i genuinely want uh, that our leaders must be talking about constantly uh, reminding the the young aspiring leaders about the value these hold right we talk about that the younger generation is impatient yes they are they are very impatient because they know they have options so first is patience and i agree that we are a little impatient the gen z is a little impatient and what we what the leaders what we expect from leaders is probably what i what i am trying to put forward is that we need to tell them that patience is indeed a virtue it's not a vice right i'll i'll give this example so this was a person at uh, a, a, child, a candidate that i was interacting with he came up and not able to crack this job and everything so um, now he he comes up after two months and i've uh, told him what to do how to do things and everything and he's following he's a very obedient kid he follows everything for the next two months he is doing everything that that he possibly could to gain that position that job right and and he finally cracks that role but now he comes back after a month and gives me a call and he says bhaiya yahan to kuch nahi ho raha it's been a month main to kuch mere ko to kuch inhone sikhaya hi nahi kaam so and and i am saying it's just been a month your manager or your senior managers are just trying to make you familiar with the culture and the and the the kind of work they do they're just trying to not make you feel over, overwhelmed in the first month itself they're giving you space so that you can understand how things actually work in the practical setup you're a fresher you've just come back from from that kind of a thing and i just felt that there is a long lost need for patience to be instilled into the young minds now it has patience has a role in every aspect of shaping an individual into a successful leader why i say this because sometimes it's very important for you to sit back and evaluate and research sometimes you just need to define practical goals and set realistic expectations on performance right and almost every time having patience becomes valuable in planning negotiation critical thinking creativity and how do you see the scenarios so i just had one thing to say that stay that's the only word i have stay we'll interact after 6 months you are into the organization because once they start seeing you scale up they're going to give you so much work that will be learning that will be exposure that will be everything to you and then you'll feel what i was doing in the in the in the first month was just a setup was just a trailer of what was to come for me mm-hmm. i think this this is one thing that needs to be taught and this is something that they, we can't see it as because prashant again going back to the patience kahan se aayegi it will not come from anything and you you talk about take an example um here's my brother right and, and here's my grandfather both are talking to a customer executive right now if the customer executive does not pick up the call and it's, it's just that beep sound going in for the next 5 minutes my my brother would cut the call and sell baad mein kar lenge whereas the older generation they wait patiently because they want their work to get done 
even if it takes 10 minutes of the time they'll 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 tell they'll give that as a feedback that your customer service service is really weak it took me 10 minutes sitting there patiently waiting for the customer executive to get back to me but the gen z is saying that they'll just replace the product altogether and what will they do they'll just go out on twitter and and write some comments about the company customer services this and that now this is this is what i'm talking about patience that needs to be instilled now second is that that probably is a lot more talked about and i think needs much more emphasis gratitude gratitude is one such simple act of being thankful and the readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness this isn't just a nice thing to do as it has been labeled as lately it goes far beyond feeling good in the moment what what i'm trying to explain is that showing gratitude towards what you have right now is a very powerful thing to do right mm. you you talk about um, these gen z they they have these conversation with these managers that if you can't give me this much hike i have other companies at my hand so that's what i'm saying they just need one stimulus to give them the response they'll not sit back and analyze the complete situation right it's just that if you offer somebody a 6 lpa or you offer somebody a 8 lpa they'll intrinsically just go forward and choose the 8 one because that's giving them more money hmm. they're not going to put more emphasis on, and that's okay money wanting money having the compensation in hand that's okay but what i'm trying to explain is what you have at hand right now understanding its importance and understanding that you got this because you were deserving you you deserve this that's a very important thing to do because it will let you savor the present moment it the gratitude for what currently exists that makes your present more accessible and that's where your real power is if you're in the present you're not in the past you're not in the future you're not caught up you're in the present that's where all the power lies it helps you think more strategically appreciation constant appreciation for what we have right now that opens up the mind it it expands our thinking and had and allows us to look outward instead instead of internalizing all the distractions and conveniences problems and complexities right it helps us make more resilient helps us lead a more smarter and a happier life so what i need to actually convey is that you need to make them believe that wherever they sit in the organizational chart they are at the center of the influence their words and actions are important and how they show up has a ripple in effect on others too like you need to make them believe that your leadership doesn't dominate it cultivates mm-hmm. that's that's what i would want uh, this uh, this topic to be left at that it's not about dominating it's about cultivating so i believe i answered the gen z aspect in in the best possible manner i could prashant but i would want to seek inputs if you have any on this sure vikram uh, a uh, great inputs that you brought forward and i was very keenly listening to what you were saying because everything that you were saying was coming with conviction you know you you were not just saying things to say things it was coming out so strongly there was so much emotion in everything that you were saying and everything that you were saying so practically applicable that you know it, it was also aligning with what this show is all about if you see the tagline of the show is little things about leadership that matter the most and what you spoke about are those little things you know which which are not difficult to do which get ignored in day to day activities which we don't give essential importance that it actually deserves and i think that's what gen z is asking for gen z is saying ki kuch high five high fundu cheeze nahi chahiye give us that basic respect give us that basic trust involve us in what is happening in the organization acknowledge versus appreciation that you said we are not looking for any big things big deals big vacation you know 
what we're looking for is that that i know that my leader my team knows what i'm doing there is an acknowledgement there is an awareness of my efforts and there is clarity of vision and alignment of vision saying that i know how this is contributing to the greater vision of the team of the function of the department of the organization so that i i understand you know ki mai pure puzzle mein fit kaha hota hu i have that understanding now that you brought out that was very important you spoke about communication you spoke about feedback that you know you need to be open to both sides giving and receiving feedback that is an expectation from gen z saying that you know i'll take feedback i'll apply it but i also want others and even leadership to be open to what we are saying and don't just take it and don't do anything about it i also want to see an implementation or an explanation of what was done with that feedback you know otherwise right. i will stop communicating bolte na ki that if people around you who used to speak a lot suddenly become silent you need to know that you know there is something wrong with your leadership ki yes. don't be happy ki yaar ye banda bahut chaun chaun karta tha ab chup ho gaya hai it is something wrong you're not allowing people to express because you're not valuing their expression so that was a very valid point uh, that you brought forward so and another point that you brought forward was uh, enablement versus empowerment now that is that is a beautiful beautiful point vikram because we need to understand it and again you brought out a point of leader saying that you know ki tum parents bhi to ek din banoge aur you might already be parents so you will need to understand it even as a life skill not just as a leadership skill how to understand the other generation how to relate to the other generation how to communicate to the other generation and how to empower them instead of looking at short term fix ki main abhi kya kar sakta hu aag bujhane ke liye how do i actually train them in a way where shayad ye aag na bujhe maybe some things will get burnt in this fire still not to an extreme level i i'm okay i'm ready to take a little damage but it will enable them it will empower them to stop big fires in future so Absolutely. i rather empower them saying that you know so that that was a very valid point that you brought uh, forward so enablement versus empowerment and i also liked that you have the awareness now this is one thing which is very important vikram that there are a lot of times when we it's easy to just tell the other generation that you know you don't understand gen x you don't understand gen yz yes it's also important for gen x and gen yz gen x yz and everybody else abc to understand that even the other generation that you're talking about who doesn't understand you also has a different context which means you as a gen z also need to understand ki boss hamara context alag hai but unka context bhi to alag hai so you need to respect that context understand that context and that is where patience comes in you need Absolutely. to be patient around that you know understand what's happening you know kyun ho raha hai kya ho raha hai agar ye if that person is not able to relate to me if i am not able to relate to him what is that person's context that's also a responsibility of you coming from a different generation and not just of one generation this brings in a point that indrajit has mentioned you know patience and adaptability is most important a very valid point Absolutely. that you know patience yes and also adaptability that Absolutely. you can't just be ki main aisa hi hu to every generation has to change according to gen z or other generations can't be that gen z has to change to our ways both generations have to understand each other's context and adapt to it saying that you know where do we find that middle ground where i create what you want you create what i want and we we may build that synergy in between and the last point which was again very vital was the whole thing of gratitude that you know do i value what i have in hand just because i'm getting 6 lakhs here and 8 lakhs somewhere else or 15 lakhs somewhere else is that the only criteria for me to shift now Absolutely. being grateful for what you have and not just looking at a job as a compensation to understand what is the overall impact what did this organization this team the people around you give you do you value that or you just see that it's a jump for me to 6 to 8 to 15 to 30 to 50 to 1 cr if that is all you see then it's it's a very difficult road that you are taking for yourself and 
you're also making it difficult for other people around you so that awareness ki mere decision ka mere pe kya impact hoga mere decision ka mere circle of influence pe kya impact hoga is what gen z definitely needs to understand so you brought out these two points uh you know one of patience and in the did you share the point of adaptability with us yes uh, and you brought out the point of gratitude i think these are the three feedbacks that probably gen z needs to understand and imbibe in saying that you know am i patient am i looking at the whole perspective understanding everything am i grateful for my present while i am running for my future and am i adaptable am i also changing according to the context of the other generation or am i only waiting and cribbing saying that ki ye log mujhe nahi samajh rahe tum bhi to unko samajhne ki koshish karo they also have a different context so very very powerful points brought out vikram i think we had an amazing conversation there is so much value in this i think everybody from gen a b c d to z should listen to this conversation because the context that we have set is beyond generations the content was specific to generations but the context is beyond generation it applies to anybody and everybody so uh great so we couple of comments that are coming our way is uh pradeep kumar says always follow basic principles employees first customer next uh, andrea says the perfect mix uh presential and home working so perfect mix between the present and home working so great point there so thank you for your comments and uh, thank you vikram for bringing in such amazing pointers about what we wanted to bring forward as a message to gen z and a message from gen z so i think we have covered both to and from both and uh, wish you all the best in everything that you are doing amazing things i'll keep following you anything that you need i'm always there uh, any last points anything that you want to share before we close today's conversation prashant uh, i think uh, more than anything i just want to conclude this on one point that i'll that i'll say that leadership from here on it's going to be about a shared partnership rather than anything else so you just spoke about how we understand each other how we spend time with the with the the contexts we are coming from so it's more about the shared partnership and uh, it's being going to be about the empathetic negotiation of give and take characterized by proper communication offering a mutual nourishing feedback at every stage and creating a space where everyone gets to explore and organize their ideas and experiences i think that is the space that we should be uh, chasing for and hence we should be in a position to create enough safety and structure within ourselves so that we can show up show that up to the outer environment and get our needs met without compromising on anything so i think i i had a very nice uh, conversation with you prashant this this platform has been uh, really nice to me i have been i am indebted to you for this opportunity that you thought that uh, i can bring forward my views and everything on on this platform you're so, welcome you're thank welcome. you so much prashant and that goes without saying we'll stay in touch and uh, i am i'm going to follow you for more uh, leadership insights and for for all the leadership insights and all the practical knowledge that i can get from you and any and i'm going to text you and bug you if if i get stuck somewhere because i know <laughs> you are going to help Absolutely. me from that that perspective of the corporate side i sure so will vikram and you're welcome always you brought an amazing value vikram and you you brought forward that essence that soul of the show which i talk about little things about leadership that matter the most and we spoke about little small things that are expected from different generations and from leadership so thank you so much for bringing in great value be who you are keep growing keep empowering and keep serving and thank you to audience thank you so much for being here thank you so much for being patient 
and i'm sure there's a lot of value that you've gotten from this conversation so please put your comments if you're watching it in recording still put your comments out there later vikram and i will come back to those comments there is a lot that we want to learn as much as we are looking to add value there is also a lot that we are learning we are changing as people we are also becoming better people so that we can serve more so thank you so much for everything and i'll see you on next saturday once again at lemonium with another amazing guest who will bring up few more perspectives few more aspects of leadership and we'll continue to serve on this mission so thank you have a wonderful weekend and i'll see you next saturday thank you vikram bye bye thank you bye bye